back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, Adam's off to the Natural History Museum in London, and we're making an at-home craft. My name is Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. This week, Adam's off to the Natural History Museum. Thanks, Bex. Yes, I am at the Natural History Museum at the moment, standing beneath Hope, which is a massive blue whale skeleton. It's something that you might have seen before. And we're here to find out all about a very special exhibition that's on at the moment. I'm Leonie, and I'm a learning volunteer manager at the Natural History Museum. So we have wonderful volunteers who go out in the galleries doing learning activities with visitors. And tell me, what is the Natural History Museum? Well, it's, a re- it's like a city. It's so big. It's a museum of natural history, as you would guess. Uh, and we're often nicknamed the Dinosaur Museum. But everyone knows that there's more to natural history than dinosaurs. So we have, of course, fossils. We have plants. We have botany. We have insects. We have rocks, minerals, crystals, diamonds, emeralds. We have so much. In fact... We have 83 million specimens in our collection. We can't possibly display them all, but you get a nice snapshot if you come to visit and have a look at some of our collection. And I think one of the most exciting things about the museum right now is this gallery that we're in. This is the Images of Nature Gallery, and we're going to go on a very special tour. Tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. It's really come into its own, the Images of Nature Gallery, um, as part of the Art Fund's Wild Escape. And they kind of have got involved with museums across the country, I believe over 500 museums. And they have kind of encouraged us all to think about our collections because in our art collection, we have uh, half a million items just in our art collection. And we thought it would be really nice to do a family activity tour in our Images of Nature Gallery. So we kind of um, get visitors to come and show us their favourite paintings, for example, in the gallery. And that's always interesting because everyone picks different favourites. And we go around and look at them and say why they like them. It might be the colour, it might be the size of it, they might be massive paintings, they might be really small. So we get them to choose their favourites. And then to kind of get them to do a drawing the wild escape is all about what would happen if an animal came to life and escaped from your museum whether it be from an artwork whether it be a stuffed item what would happen where would it go and where would it be happiest so the idea is to specialize in british animals where would they go where would they be safest so we thought we might do an activity about camouflage so once they pick their favourite paintings we play a game, a pepper moths game and I have two pretend trees and some pretend moths and we scatter them over the trees and then we become birds and we imagine trying to peck those moths, which ones would be easiest to see. 
So that's the game. And then we started then thinking about camouflage. So when they get to do their great escape drawing, it is, sorry, wild escape drawing, it is thinking about where they might survive, where they might be happy. And I have seen some wonderful drawings come out of this. They're all going to get sent to be included in a massive digital artwork. And that's going to be released on Earth Day, 22nd of April. So we're really excited to see the result of that artwork. Okay, so we've stopped in front of a a nice green wall and there's lots of paintings on there, some of jellyfish, of fish. I think that's an an elephant swimming, but you've pointed at one in particular. It's a drawing. Tell me what this is. Yeah, so this is a drawing of a giant tortoise and it's in a beautiful pastel blue colour and I picked it because it's my favourite, so I'm imagining it was a wild escape tour and someone had picked their favourite. So mine is this. It's a large-scale drawing, and it was drawn by by Brian Neal in the 1980s. Now, what I really like about it is when we're looking at why our visitors like certain pictures, I always ask them why they like them. And I like this one because of its face. It looks like it's lived a long life. So we're just seeing the skeleton and the shell, and that tortoise looks like it's very wise, maybe a little bit tired, it's lived a long life, and you can see all its bones inside its shell. And I think that's special because you don't normally get to see that in a pet tortoise. So actually seeing the insides. And some of our scientific drawings in this gallery are so valuable because you can see rare things that you wouldn't get to see otherwise. So I like it. It was on display as part of an art exhibition in 1991. And the reason it was on display is because the artist drew some special postage stamps with dinosaurs on. Because 1991 was the anniversary of the term dinosaur being invented by our first superintendent here in South Kensington, Richard Owen. So that dinosaur link has got to be popular with me because you know we are known as the dinosaur museum but the fact it's a skeleton and something you get to see that you don't normally see and its facial expression i think they'd be the key reasons why i like this painting or drawing i should say what my favorite painting from my favorite painting from here no pressure <laughs> um, i've seen a very nice painting over here Gorilla, 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 gorilla. Henrik Gronvold. It's oil on canvas. It's undated, and the uh, the plaque here says, although he rarely worked on oils, Henrik successfully conveys the size and strength of a silverback male gorilla in this unusual painting. I'll go and tell the Oni. I've picked one. And I've gone, I think, A, it looks very impressive, but B, I love the title of it, which is just Gorilla. And it's a painting, as one might gather, of a gorilla. 
absolutely. And I have to say, you've gone with many of our visitors to our Wild Escape tour. I think if I was going to take a, a vote on it, that would have been the most popular with our visitors. And the kind of questions I ask them when they're looking at the painting is why they liked it. So I'm going to bounce that back to you. Why did you like it? I think I really like the colours. It's very green, sort of dark. Uh, and there's obviously the gorilla that's got one hand up is holding a branch that's coming down. And uh, I also like it because obviously we're descended from primates. Too. There's definitely a link there. And a lot of the visitors like the fact that they're in their natural landscape there and you can see the water and particularly the younger children pick up the shimmers in the water that the artist has managed to capture. And that's a really difficult thing to do. So they really appreciate that. I always get them to look at the gorilla's face. We have a famous gorilla in the museum called Guy the Gorilla and I always get them to look at that and look at Guy's facial expression and I get them to copy it and try and pose like Guy the Gorilla and I can do that with this painting as well. I can get them raising their arm to mimic the uh, gorilla but I can also get them to copy that facial expression. Now we shouldn't really read human emotions into uh, kind of artworks that depict animals but sometimes humans just can't help it and often an artwork will sell better not a scientific artwork but an artwork for the public will sell better if a, if kind of the uh, person who wants to buy it can kind of read something in the face I said that about the tortoise that that was the face that attracted me now with that gorilla I don't know about you to me it looks very very pleased with itself I mean it's got a cheeky smile yeah a cheeky smile I'm inscribing a human emotion to that which I shouldn't but in terms of buying your artwork or drawing your own artworks at home then maybe making a facial expression that is recognizable by a human might help do you want more smiley grins i have had such an incredible time at the natural history museum i'm back in hinsey hall underneath the blue wall the tour is open until the end of june and that gallery that we were wandering through so often do come have a look it's a little oasis of calm in what is otherwise today a very busy museum what place thanks very much adam you can find out more by searching for the natural history museum now Let's make something inspired by that, shall we? Hey, it's Georgia, and I'm really inspired by the Natural History Museum, so we're going to make a bug hotel. You might need to explore outside for some of these things, but to do this, you'll need a small cardboard box, some scissors, twigs and small branches, pine cones, dried leaves, small stones or pebbles, soil, plastic wrap or aluminium foil, and string or twine. So first off, start by cutting a small doorway in one side of the cardboard box. A doorway should be large enough for bugs to enter and exit. Remember, make sure you get a grown-up to help with this. Once you've done that, fill the bottom of the box with a layer of small stones or pebbles. This will provide drainage and prevent the soil from becoming too wet. Then add a layer of soil on top of the stones. The soil should be at least a few inches deep. 
Next, it's time to get your twigs and small branches because you need to add them to the box. These will provide hiding places for the bugs. Now you want to make sure that you have a really natural environment for the bugs, so if you add pine cones and dried leaves to the box, then that will definitely do the trick. Cover the box with plastic wrap or aluminium foil and this will keep the bug hotel nice and dry. Finally, tie a piece of string or twine around the box. This will allow you to hang the bug hotel from a tree branch or other outdoor structure. Now you can explore the outdoors and find small bugs to add to your bug hotel. You can observe the bugs and learn about their natural habitats. Thank you so much, Georgia. And just like that, we're done. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to at any time. If you want some more suggestions of stuff to do, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. You can listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon!